Yes, folks, it's Thursday, 4 p.m. Central. I'm Fred Murray, host of Pillars of Franchising with my friend Ray Pillar. Ray, how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Having lovely weather out here in the Midwest of Aurora, Illinois. We had a little snow this morning, which looked beautiful coming down. It's all melted now, but it's about 34 degrees. Overcast, but other than that, it's gorgeous outside. My kind of but weather. Typically, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I used to say that, too. Um, well, uh, there was a, a, a pic I posted um, yesterday. I think you saw it of the Pacific and the sun looking like a light bulb over the Pacific. Um, it's not that clear as it was yesterday, but... Um, it, it's really, really close. <laughs> All right. So, so I had a we'll, chance we'll find to out. see any whales. Did you see any whales? Uh, no, earlier this week, yeah, actually Monday, Tuesday, uh, I was able to catch them through the binoculars. Um, thought I might be able to catch them uh, with the cell phone can, but um they weren't rhythmic enough uh, and they were far enough out that I couldn't get focused with a, even a 40 zoom. I know I need uh, a better camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some big news before we uh, start talking about franchise finance solutions availability is um, our friend Holly A. Ford from uh, Zarian uh, firm International has been able to give us her thoughts on franchising, and we'll be playing that later in the show. Uh, also, I want to remind everybody that they can call in to listen or ask questions at 323-580-5755 or ask questions uh, through the live chat at www.pillarsoffranchising.com. So, Let's introduce our guest. Uh, Robert Blanks is a gentleman I met down at the uh, West Coast uh, IFA uh, Franchise Expo. He was um, had a strategically placed booth to definitely catch you um, if you were going to either the vendor area or the food area. Um, and I always know people who pick that spot are smart people. So, Ray, why don't you introduce uh, Robert Robert Blanks of Financial (laughs) Solutions. Welcome to the show, Robert. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Fred. Oh, cracking me up, dude. Definitely, that's got to be a good spot because, you know, most people I know got to eat, right? So they're going to pass right by your booth. And once their belly is full, then you can sit down and talk to them. Exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, I, to me it was brilliant. So, uh, what's the what's the first questions we always ask guests, Ray? How can we get a hold of you? No, that's the last one, my friend. We oh, haven't heard the about the weather. One. We don't know where he is. Oh, that's true. That's true. So where, where are you at, Robert? 
I am in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada right now. A little chilly this morning, but I always tell people our winters might be a little cold in the morning, a little cold at night, but definitely around about 10, 11 o'clock, the sun starts coming up. So today is around about 70 degrees today. That uh, sounds a little warm to me. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, I met Robert where it was 80 that day. So um, I'd like to, since you're the first guest uh, we've had on the, uh, I met at the show, I'd like to get your thoughts on um, who you saw at the show, uh, what were they interested in, what advice were you giving them? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, well, well. You know, it's a lot, it was a lot of beautiful choices and investments of different um, franchises you could choose from, from you know, from all different types of different um, you know fields out there. Um, but uh, the biggest thing was is the finance and solutions. You know, most of the uh, what I've seen at the show, most of the people coming up to my booth, their main concerns was, okay, I can only get an SBA loan. So um, not to knock the other finance guys that was there, but, um, you know, the only solution that the finance guys there was giving was SBA loans, which um, I don't um, – I agree that that's one solution, um, but there's plenty more. Um, so what, I, what I've seen is um, what the guess was uh, understand a little bit more solutions on way they can finance is um, so one of the things um, that that I was uh, advising to the guests is is it's a, it's 250 loans that exist out there that a lot of people don't know that exist. So it's a lot of different ways to leverage, and it's certain classification of loans that you can do together, and it's certain ones that you can do simultaneously and one right after. And you know, if, you, if you're not in the finance business you don't really know how to package yourself. So it's one thing to have money um, and to have an idea or to want to purchase a successful franchise, but it's another thing to understanding how to package the deal and how to present and get the financing. So we have um, any franchises that was there. The cool thing about our booth was um, we have 70% financing for the franchise. So no matter who you was, 70% of the battle was already won. Now you just have to come with a strategy to raise the other 30%. So that was one of the key things that um, uh, that, that was it. And the other key thing is understanding that you can start financing. How do you raise the 30%? So now you have the 70%. Um, so now the next thing is, okay, I got that, but now how how do I get to thirty percent? Well, depends on the level of the price of the price point of your franchising, because you know it's definitely levels to it. So if you got a franchise that's a hundred thousand, um, and I have a lot of people that was coming up saying, hey, you know, I work at the post office, you know, I got a good government job, you know, I make good money, I'm an engineer, I'm an attorney, whatever, um. And they just they didn't want a big franchise. They just wanted something that was a hundred thousand or less. Um, so if you if you if you're going to purchase a franchise that's a hundred thousand or less, 
then you don't have to worry about um, the hard financing. It's very easy to uh, finance that. We do personal loans. If the person has a 680 credit score or better um, across the board, we can do anywhere between 80 to 200,000 in seven and ten business days. Um, and so that way you can, you know, it's an easy way to to finance uh, without coming out your pocket. Now, once you get that money, um, say you you got a franchise that's only $50,000, um, where you can still come and get our 70% finance and leverage again. So you can leverage twice. And so the name in the game is not about how much money you have, it's about how many times can you leverage to purchase the franchise. Um, so now we have another program called New Corp Funding. And with New Corp Funding, you can go get a brand new, um, you can go get a brand new corporation, and you can um, get somebody to personal guarantor. So say you didn't have the credit score, um, you you say, well, yeah, that sounds great about the 680, but I don't have a 680. Um, well, well, we have another program for people that doesn't have the 680. You can go get somebody to personally guarantee your brand new corporation, and we can do anywhere between ten to two hundred thousand dollars in seven to ten business days. Average interest rate is zero to eight percent. And with that, um, with that loan, the loan is on the business, and the loan is not on the personal um, score um, at all. So that's so, another way to, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So a couple of questions, at least in, in my head. Um, and Ray, you've gone through this before. So yeah. um, do you want to jump in first? And then um, I'll ask questions since you're actually the expert on this for Elisa uh, well, um, uh, from the franchise. And, and not really, because things have changed a lot uh, from when I got a loan, and that was uh, – oh. I'm going to say 2007, 2008, just before the crash hit, it seems like the banks were you know, practically putting money in your pocket, you know, because uh, I just simply walked up to my bank and said, well, I need 50000 They said, okay. I said, well, I need another 40000 Okay. You know, uh, and I, I think things have changed, and, and maybe Robert can uh, shed some light on that. How have they changed back from uh, after the recession uh, that we had, and, and, and banks, you know, somewhat caused some of that problem, and and there was a lot of le- legislation that was passed and things like that. So how have things so, changed and, since that time? And if you could break it down into uh, two, uh, two, I guess, two answers of is there uh, because Ray, did you buy an existing franchise, but or did yes. you buy the new franchise that? Um, so I in other words, a, a additional, I bought additional territory, and uh-huh. I also bought an existing franchise, both. So in, right. in part of that, uh, I needed uh, forty thousand dollars as a down payment because the person I was buying the franchise from was going to. Uh, take the 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 rest of the loan that we had agreed about, uh, the, the amount we had agreed upon. But I wanted to give them something, so it ended up being forty thousand dollars down, and then payments over five years for the remainder to them directly. So okay. that was so you know that was pretty easy. 
So my question to Robert was, is then um, for what Ray asked, and he can ask the question again, but is there a differential between uh, when you look at people, if there's buying just a new franchise or if there's already an existing franchise and therefore existing cash flow, does the existing cash flow, the, the franchise that Ray bought help him better in getting a loan? Yeah, correct. So on um so when it comes to the to nowadays to answer your first question on like the difference between, you know, after the recession really hit to now, um, I would say it's not even the banks you really want to necessarily talk to. It's more of understanding private equity. Um and understanding, you know, private lenders um, that specialize in, in different niche markets. Like you'll have lenders who will specialize in gas stations, medical or hotels specifically, um, in different fields. So I feel like now um, with some of the uh, institutions, the, the regular banks, your regular Chase, your regular Wells Fargo, now things are tightening up. Um uh, uh, to me, in my professional opinion, it's a little it's a little bit more difficult now, uh, especially for the guy that's kind of maybe not A paper, but the guy that's kind of maybe B or C paper. Maybe he's kind of got some things together, scores decent. Um, so I feel like the best answer now would definitely be um, private equity. Uh, I mean, that's kind of new to me, private equity. Is that something that's come about re- more recently or flourished more recently uh, as so, opposed to bank bank loans? Get, get, yeah. Give Ray a, a history of this and, and enlighten me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So definitely. So yeah. So 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 you know I got my start um, actually with uh, two hedge funds, uh, two two um, um, underwriters. And um, and I started as an actual underwriter, um, took my apprenticeship, and then from that point, um, went into commercial space and um, asset protection, um, you know, U.S. trust, foreign trust, and help people protect their their uh, franchises and stuff like that, and cash flow business. But after that, what we did with Blank Financial Solutions is we went in and found niche markets that the bank does not offer. So we focus on the gap. We focus on what you couldn't. So if you came in there and said, hey, I want to buy this uh, Marriott Hotel at Chase Bank, and, you know, I need $20 million, Chase Bank is going to be like, get out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not interested in funding it, you know, even though it's a Marriott, right? Because they're at federal guidelines. So the bank has a lot of do's and don'ts versus somebody that has a that's private equity. And most private equity guys, they have a niche. They're all very niche what they do. You know, say, hey, this is what I like. This is my sweet spot. They have a particular sweet spot they like, and they stay within that sweet spot. So, like, for example, um, um, if you're into – hotel space or if you're into the the medical franchises or cleaning or manufacturing or whatever industry you're in, 
is niches is different private equity guys that specialize in each little sweet spot. And so what we've done here at Blanche Financial Solutions and what we take our pride in is that we took our time and did our research to find those different niche private equity guys to help these people. So in other words, it's a beautiful situation, guys, because these people understand. So if you want to go, this person want to go buy a restaurant franchise, this private equity group funds restaurants. They have usually restaurant experience or own quite a few restaurants. So now you get to deal with somebody versus at the bank, you they don't know what you're doing. They don't understand the dues. They don't understand the 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 the, the bad stuff about the business, the pros. They can't really advise you. They're just a bank to give you some money, right? But versus with the private equity, these people have experience and what they're uh, specializing in their niches and their sweet spot. So now, so it not only does it come with the money, but it comes with the experience. And, and and if they put their money in, they don't want you to fail. So I feel like going the private equity way is better guidance, and you can get some advisors. And I feel like you know more advisors that you can have on your team is always the best. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm sorry. What I just heard you say is you built a whole bunch of franchise niche shark tanks for people to come and use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can uh you can definitely uh uh uh, uh say that. Uh you know, oh, and cool. it's it's it, it's available. Like for example, you have groups that and most private equity people are people that, you know, um you know, they made a lot of money in commodity space or, you know, gold diamonds or whatever they made their success in, okay? Um, and now they have plenty of money, and now they figure out, okay, hey, I want to help this particular industry because this is what my dad did, or this is what you know, this is what my family business was. So they stick to what they like with their money, and and they're here to available. And one good thing that I would love to say about private equity guys, it's not always about the credit score. You know, when you go to the bank, it's all let me see your to your tax returns. Let me what's your net worth. Yeah, they still want to see it, and they still want to understand, but they're not totally judging you on that. You know, so so say, for example, if you're a person and you say, hey, um, I never, I've never bought a franchise before, and I want to, you know, uh, take advantage of your financing. The, that's the reason why I say cash flowing once. So my advice, if you're a brand-new franchise person, um, and you want to get in this business, um, take a cash flow one because you want to start with a foundation because you can go get the, you know, Taco Bell or, you know, you can go get the cleaning company or whatever it is, but you still can, you can follow the manual, um, the manual that was, uh, you know, for the franchise and, and, you know, and say, hey, okay, this is the, you know, track record of this business to do. But you still got to go work that, put the elbow grease in, right? When I like to call it the Warren Buffett method, um, if you study Warren Buffett the last 30 years, everything he purchased and everything that he um, did was already cash flowing with management in place, with employees, um, with uh, three to 10-year financials in place. 
So you already have a sound, solid foundation. So the private equity or the bank, if you're using the bank on a smaller number of franchises, usually the bank is only good for smaller numbers on franchises. But if you want to go with bigger, you start getting into the franchises of half a million or more, that's when you're going to have to really start looking at the private equity side. Um, and, and the, wait, wait. Yeah, need, to, need to hold you there. Uh, need to take a station identification. Um, uh, Ray, you missed the clock there, my friend. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was waiting for Robert to stop. Uh, I was not, I wasn't right. going to be rude. No, no, that's my job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so I want to thank the link local network for uh, hosting our show. Uh, in a sad note, the co-founder of Link Local Network, Mike Bowler, passed away. There's a serv- service in Farmersville, Illinois, December 8th. Uh, Farmersville is about 45 minutes uh, 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 north of um, St. Louis. I will be there. Uh, Mike uh, co-founded the Link Local Network that we're broadcasting on, so uh, we miss him and uh, we send out our thoughts and prayers to his family and loved ones. I uh, want to remind people they can call in at 323-580-5755. I want to congratulate uh, uh, Nick Neonakis. Uh, he's, if I remember right, um, a franchise consulting company. Uh, one of our sponsors is now, the, I think, gone into Dubai, right? Oh. Pretty cool. Yeah. We'll have more on that on the website. So, yeah. And now, Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. Also, you can uh, fill out the form at uh, the pillarsoffranchising.com website and email Nick from there. Um, that's one of the options of the form. And uh, get your copy of the book. So back to what we're talking about with if you're, t- if you're talking about buying an existing franchise that's worth more than a half a million, and I'm assuming that when you're talking about McDonald's, you're talking about some of the automotive ones where there's a whole lot of infrastructure. Um, if you're buying an existing one, you're more likely to need private equity than if you're buying one of the home-based franchises. Is mm-hmm. that yes, what I'm hearing? Yes, sir. Yep, yep, exactly. And your chances of your chances of getting approved if you don't have experience or never done it before, your chances of getting approved is going to be with the buying one that's already cash flowing because that private equity or that lender can see, okay, this one already has the financials in place. I think, Robert, the, the question that comes to my mind is 
does it cost substantially more for private equity as opposed to a bank loan? Um, well, a lot of people, when they hear the word private equity, they think of some shark coming down and they're going to just dodge mm-hmm. him and take all the money and take the owner's share of the company. But actually, mm-hmm. um, but actually, uh, private, what a lot of people don't know about private equity, they actually would do debt or equity and both. Mm-hmm. So private equity so, would do a loan as well. So does the private equity firm want a piece of the business? Uh, is, is, you know, what are they yes. using for collateral? Um, so, is that's the biggest thing. That's why if you're if you're going to go private equity, like a larger one, you know, like for example, like um, I met the uh, I had a chance to talk to uh, Mr. Renison, the, uh, the the guy that represented for Renaissance. Uh, Renaissance, the model you have to spend, you have to buy several locations at one time. Um, and you have to spend at least six million plus to even start to do business with them, right? So, mm-hmm. with 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 some with, with something like that, right? With the uh, you, they look at the business, okay? So if you get one that's already cash flown, so say for example, you're a person that doesn't have a whole lot of collateral, but then you buy a business that has a whole lot of collateral. So what you do is what some of my clients have done that had a little collateral or maybe none, none um, you know, zero collateral, they go buy a business and they go talk to the owner and they say, look, I have the financing to come in and um, I have this lender, but I want to use, I want you to do what you call a, a term of a seller carry back. Um, and they would let you let the so the seller of the franchise will let the person use their asset to close the deal. Okay. Okay. So that's the collateral. But uh, the question is, like on Shark Tank, they also want a piece of the business too. So is that something that uh, private equity does? Yeah. So they they they'll do either equity or debt. So they could either, you know, get a piece of the business or they would just do a loan too. They could do you know, either or. But so there's plenty of options available. Too. Correct. But see, sometimes if you if you don't sometimes it's good for you to get private equity to get a percentage of you to help you make sure you have a solid foundation and help run the company, make sure you got true success. So say if you're a brand new husband and wife work at the post office and want to come and buy a franchise and quit working at the post office, you know, um, sometimes it's good and you and you and you've been at the post office for 20 years and you don't really have experience in running restaurants. It might be good to partner with the private equity company and give them 30 percent of it or whatever, or 20 percent of it to help you make sure that it stays afloat and you know and is there because these most private equity companies. They have experience in what they're investing in. So, what is the uh, Robert? What is the process of looking for uh, a private equity type loan? I mean, where where does one start? But I would assume like contacting yourself, uh, or, or are there other uh, avenues? Yeah. So like. It's um it's a lot of niche groups out there. Um, like with ourselves, what we do, we always start with a preliminary question. That's how we start engaging them. They will engage and answer the questions. 
from there, we will help him package. What we feel here at Blaine Trinational Solutions, we feel like the missing piece. Um, you know, you walk into some of these guys in the loans, if you don't qualify for the loan, it's like, okay, Mr. Johnson, you out of here. You don't qualify. You don't fit. You're denied. Have a nice day. Call us back when, when things are together, right? Well, here, we feel like we like to help people package and bring different and, and people together. So, one thing, um, um, so all you have to do is just really engage with our preliminary questions, which those can be found on our website. And this for, and, and, you know, and this for people just looking in general, um, you know, for private equity. Um, this all you have to really do is uh, start looking for, you know, niche lenders. Um, you know, that that would be my best advice, you know what I'm saying, um, to people that's actually looking for it. One of the uh, uh, types of franchising that is uh, being very is very popular now is uh, the home services franchise, which uh, Dwyer Group or or which is now called Neighborly is uh, uh, really uh, doing well in. So, is that one of the uh, niches that uh, your firm deals in? Oh, definitely, 100%. So it, it, yeah, it doesn't really matter. We we deal with all niches because uh, it's the same type of financing, no matter what the, no matter what the actual uh, franchise is. Mm. So your your firm uh, finds the financial backers for that particular niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. So we'll help package the deal on okay. on however we need to package it. So first we'll assess the client to see what they have, and then we'll identify what they have, and then we'll identify what's missing. And then we'll help find those missing pieces. A city is saying, hey, I want to buy this franchise over here. You know, Bill, uh, you don't meet these um, requirements. You don't meet – I might send a stipulation sheet of nine stipulations. Uh, you got six stipulations and you're missing three. Well, we don't believe in turning the client down. We believe in let's help the client build because, see, what happens is one client might have a dream and a vision, um, you know, saying to do this franchise, only missing three things. And then the next guy, he just wants um, – because we match some of our people up not only with our private equity. That's one angle. But what we do, we're, we do – we're a loan business, so we do loans every day all different types of business, personal loans. And sometimes people, we get them money that, more money than what they needed. So they will call us private, regular people that's not even lenders, just regular business people um, just looking for things to invest into. So we get private investors, which is a little different than private equity because the private equity company, they're, you know, they do equity. This is what they do on a daily basis. But then we have private investors uh, as well. That we constantly raise money for, out of our eight, out of our eight different offices that we have. Wow, yeah, they I'm don't. telling you, he's the yeah. he's the shark train he's the Shark Tank trainer. Yeah, <laughs> I was. He got just one. He's got a whole bunch of them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you're the person to know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, the man. Hey, uh. I, I, I was talking to a, another business owner who happens to be a neighbor in the office building I'm at, and he has a uh, senior care uh, business 
that he's doing quite well and he's in a couple of cities himself. But he, we were talking about the possibility of him of franchising his operation. So hopefully he's listening today because I tried to turn him on to the show. I said this is basically a place where uh, you'll uh, get some information not only about being a franchise owner, but if you are a business owner and you want to franchise your business, then this would be the place to go to find out some information as well. So uh, would that be something you could help someone who has a, a going business that he thinks is franchisable? Uh, Correct. You could help him out too to have the financing to, because uh, uh, you know, in, in our brief conversation this morning, uh, I was thinking to myself, he's going to need some uh, some uh, funds to get this going because there's a lot that's involved in franchising a business. Correct. Yeah, you're right, 100. percent And so, so what happens is, what we do with my attorney and my accountant. We assess the business, okay, and then from once we assess the business, we help them create a franchise model, um, and we bring the attorney in because it depends on what state they want to do it. Um, it's different laws and do's and don'ts, you know, um, that we can't do in certain states and, and things you have to have. So we assess all that. Then we uh, we create the franchise model. Of where uh, what the franchisee gets, what the franchise or covers, et cetera, et cetera, royalties help you know create all that good stuff. And then what's beautiful here is um, it's really no cost to somebody want to franchise their business other than helping create the model. Okay, once the model is there and is in place and it's approved by the attorney, to that it's a green light. From that point, um, we basically can drive traffic to start selling that brand-new model with different people that, as we do loans for them, they constantly come to us, okay, Mr. Blanks, you know, you know, thanks for my business loan and thanks for my equipment loan you did and thanks for this loan, but now we got an extra couple hundred thousand. Um, is there any good franchises we can buy? Is there any good stuff we can get into? Now I can advise them to just about this, and if they have that uh, particular interest, you see what I'm saying. Um, and 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 true from what I've seen, um, I've seen I would say of the franchises deals we've done, sixty percent of the people has a specific interest what they actually want. Okay, that I've seen, and I would say forty percent of my franchise clients, um, they're just like. I don't care. I just want to make some money, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, I don't really care what it is. Ray, you know, that was a brilliant question, my friend. Um, brilliant question. <laughs> How do we get a hold of you? Well, no, see, my uh, question was this. Wait, time out. Um, so Ray asked the Ray asked the W word before, um, but no, and, and you mentioned your website, but we left our listeners hanging on what that website really was. So um, right, right. What's your website? The M word. Yeah, 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 definitely, hundred percent. Um, so it's www. Uh, blank 
Financial, F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L, Solutions, S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S, dot com. Okay. Um, go ahead, Ray. I'll let you take your next question. Well, I, I think my thoughts are taking me in the direction of a, a person buys a, a franchise because he knows he's going to get help with his business. And I think that having this type of financial help is also part of it because you're going to get help for uh, to build the business. I mean, the, the franchisor is going to give you help to build the business, but this is additional help. And I, I think that, especially in this day and age, you need a lot of help. You need the, the advice of other people. What are they doing right that's making them successful? So ha- having this type of uh, financial backing with, with help and advisors is, you know, it's gold. It really is. How can you fail? 100%. And and like you, and what I love um, is about the cash flow ones. Those are my favorite ones. You can't when you, the dividends are already there, um, so already making money. Um, so here's so I got a funny joke about it. You know, you 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 buy a business with management in place already, with the employees, with the with the actual. Uh, you know, three to ten years, uh, you know, um, of, of, of tax returns and P&Ls and, and, you know, everything's there, and you just adopt a four-hour work week. So you you inspect what you need, need to inspect, adopt a, adopt a four-hour work week, and sit on the golf course and drink lemonade. That's Sounds it. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right. I don't know. Here's what I want to do. I, I want to I turn this. Uh, kind of look at it from a 180-year perspective. So All let's right, say wait, you out. are a franchise owner. Wait, stop, 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 stop. Before you go there, which is I, I love where you're heading there, but um, <laughs> let's do our, our station station identification there, which is uh, Pillars of Franchising Internet Radio, broadcasting the secrets of success in franchising. We want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting us uh, callers who uh, there's many of you on there um, thank you for calling in um, if you got questions I'll be checking the green room in a few minutes you can call in at 323-580-5755 that's 323-580-5755 uh, this show uh, or we hope that this will be this show will be the first show that we actually start to be able to transcribe and have the transcribed text on the show. And thanks for everybody that's been on the chat. If you got a question on the website, uh, please send it for us. And a word from our sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. Does the marketing that corporate provides for your franchise go far enough? Do you struggle to get local clients to call or come through your door? At Mediavine Marketing, we love working with franchises like yours to personalize and localize your marketing efforts through social media sites like Facebook or Instagram, in emails to your current and past customers, with Facebook or Google ads, and whiteboard animation videos. 
Contact Mediavine Marketing today at 805-265-5440 or go to mediavinemarketing.com. That's 805-265-5440. Mediavine Marketing. We know franchises and we want to help yours grow. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, reminder, we've got um, Holly A. Ford's thoughts on the franchising industry coming up. Um, Ray, take it back away, okay. my friend. You are about to flip the topic. Yeah, uh, because this is, uh, I'm thinking, you know, maybe thinking uh, outside the box, and I'm sure Robert would tell me that, no, we don't do that, but let's say you have a franchise and you want to sell it. So, would it be more desirable to sell if you come up with uh, a financial advisor that would help with that? Is that something you do as well, Robert? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. So we help do that as well. Um, and and um, matter of fact, um, we just had a client um, that have a little mom and pop, not a really a huge franchise, but maybe like three locations they own um, of an ice cream shop. And um, so, yeah, definitely. And they wanted to kind of just get rid of it, kind of made their money, have their success, nothing wrong with it, but just wanted to do something different. Um, mm-hmm. And they came to us to help, um, you know, help find the buyer to uh, do that. Um, and the reason why people come to us is because we're constantly doing funding. So it's a lot of people, like I said earlier in the conversation, it's about 40%. Sometimes even certain months could be more. People come to us either just with money because we're a finance company, and they said, hey, do you have anything we could get into, invest into, or any franchises and any businesses or any good stuff going on? And then, of course, we have people that we just do loans for that just, you know, we got them more money than they want. They might have came to us and say, well, we only need $10,000, but we got them 100000 And so they'd be like, yeah, and they'd be yeah, like well, yeah. I don't want all that money, right? They, I don't want all that yeah. money, Mr. Blake. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I just want ten. And then that's when I said, well, find something to do with the money. Take your blessing and find something to do with the money. And that's when we help them find a nice, good business. Mm, yeah, yeah. So uh, I know I'm, I know there's a lot of people uh, in the franchise that I'm in that are getting to that point, and this is something that they can do is give you a quick call and say, hey, I'm thinking about selling the franchise. Um, well, how how can you help me? Can you set up? You know, if I you know, can you bring me people, or if I bring you people, can uh, can you set up a loan for them so I don't have to carry that paper, which has certain has a certain amount of risk to it. Um, and that is something that you'd be easily willing to do. Yeah, correct. Definitely, 100%. Mm-hmm. All right. So you sound spellbound, Ray. Spellbound? No. All I'm right. thinking. Glitter. Yeah, I know. So, All right. I, I think one of the, one, one, one of the things that uh, – what ter- uh what kind of terms are we talking about? When I say term, I mean length and time. So uh, a, a lot of the loans I got were five years. Uh, so your your company can go, you know, fifteen, twenty, or more. Um, yeah. Well, it, um, because we have so many lenders, we have two hundred and fifty lenders. Um, is one of the reasons why 
we can go so many different ways. So I guess it will really be brought down to whether we're doing a debt or are we doing private equity or are we doing a small or mid-franchise or a large one. Um, that's where the the the, um, the 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 numbers and the the cost of the money will uh, make a difference. Mm. But we can yeah, go large. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember uh, what did we. There is no real difference in uh, private equity versus a bank loan as far as uh, cost is concerned. That's something that I Well, it is a little difference. Like the, the, the difference in the bank and private equity is the bank is going to have some set terms, okay, of what it's going to mm-hmm. cost, what it is. Um, private equity will negotiate with you. Um, it's their money, so they can do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's a beautiful part, and that's why I, I like private equity as well because they're more open, you know. Um, but nothing is, uh, you know, out the norm, okay? Uh, you know, nothing. I ain't really seen nothing higher than ten, twelve. You know what I'm saying? Percent. Um, I, I, I think they do. It's more negotiable. So if you say, "Well, yeah. I really can't do that. I can do this," they would be open to thinking about it. Whereas with a bank, it's basically these are our terms. Either you like it or you go somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. It's like, uh, you know, either either you take these terms or you hit the road, Jack. Yeah. Right. Go right. Yeah. That's All right. Um, so then, Ray, what's your last question? Oh, I can finally get to ask that. Oh wait, we never answered that. that. <laughs> but, all right, so uh, I think you gave us our website, Robert. Yes, is there a phone did, number for you? Oh yes, there, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So, so um, everybody knows how they can get a hold of you, and, and you know, uh, what's you know what's the best way of getting a hold of you, and, and maybe even repeat the the website again, so uh, everybody listening can you know uh, tune into you. Okay, excellent. So um, the the name of the company, guys, is um, Blanks Financial Solutions. Um, the website is www.blanks, B-L-A-N-K-S, financial, F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L, solutions, S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S. Um, and my email, guys, is Robert. R O B E R T at Blanks Financial Solutions. And again, I'll spell that again B L A N K S Financial F I N A N C I A L Solutions S O L U T I O N S dot com. And that's my email. <laughs> so we definitely want to um, have you back on and talk more about what you're seeing in in trends of what people are buying and selling. Um, really great stuff today, Ray. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, wow. My head's still spinning. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 you know, and one thing I want to add that this um, 
also, you know, the appetizing piece. And, um, you know, we have assets here in-house, the advertising. One of our advertising guys that sits on board, his uh, name is Wayne Wiggins. He's been in the advertising business 40 years, and he does, um, you know, um, commercials for, you know, Cheapo Air, Carnival Cruise Lines, MGM, so major Fortune 500 clients. So once you get your franchise, now next, how are you going to advertise your location? So we have that in place because we realized, so we did a partnership because so many people needed advertising. Um, so when you have that budget there for that commercial space, we, we, we have that line item budget there as well. So I just wanted to add that. Chris, Fred wants to talk about the M word, right? Uh, well, no, Fred's been in M, isn't it? No, don't say it. Don't say it. I don't have the recording. Marketing. <laughs> Um, my favorite word, but we won't talk about that today. Um, <laughs> um, because I am, I am anxious to to get to uh, Holly A. Ford's uh, piece today. Um, so I'll ask my final question to Robert: Is um, for the the franchisee that has has owned the franchisee for a while because we've talked about the franchisee who um, is buying it or the would-be franchisee who's going to buy it. Um, and we've talked about uh, in a great, great topic we haven't touched on much, the goal of all of this, which is transferring the opportunity to somebody else. We've actually been able to talk, touch on how you can help people um, move on to that post-franchise ownership um, Paradise, uh, which would be driving the uh, Pillars of Franchising mobile uh, <laughs> broadcasting booth all the time instead of having to work some of the time as Ray would. Um, <laughs> how can you help an existing franchisee that says maybe they're four years into it and they're wanting to grow their franchise um, and they want to acquire more territory or maybe they want to acquire a, a ancillary franchise you know so if they're doing in the neighborly space if they're doing Molly Maid uh, Ray could have said I want to do Mr. Handyman I think that's neighborly isn't that right yes so how can you help people that um, are in that space where they're already uh, they're already finding success in franchising but they want to grow farther or are they best uh, serviced by the traditional bank structure? They definitely in private equity. Traditional bank cannot do um, for that client. Like, say, for example, client got four locations, five, they're successful. Numbers are, you know, off the the roof. Um, And they want to grow to, like, ten more locations. Um, Speaking of, I'll give you a prime example. Um... Uh, at the West Coast Franchise Expo, um, matter of fact, uh, uh, Fred, right before I met you, Fred, um, I met a pizza guy, okay, that has 14 locations, um, very successful, but wants to grow to 20 more locations. The bank is going to tell him no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, get out of here, right? 
So the private equity company, that's the sweet stuff they love. They love it. So I'm, I'm glad that you asked me that question because that, that's where the private equity companies, they, they love the companies that's already making I'm going to give you a prime example. It's a group, a private equity group that managed $400 million um, for restaurants. And what they do is if the restaurant is doing an EBITDA, meaning net income of $3 million, they will come in and take that location to 20, 30 locations, more than what is already there. And, and and also too when it comes to securing the franchise, it um I don't know if you guys are familiar with it's a policy called Section one sixty two. So what we do is we help take companies like what you were saying, Ray, um, and what we do with them, say they got five locations, a lot of the hotel clients or the larger um franchises, um, what they'll do, we'll do an insurance wrap to secure the actual business. Um, and that's probably a whole nother topic um within itself. But um but yeah, we can secure so the investors so that's how that's how we get to some of these private equity guys to even want to do the deal because we can show them from an insurance point of view on how we can secure their money. So if something happens to the business or whatever, marketplace turns, crash or whatever we can show them an extra strategy where they'll still be secured off the policy and they'll, they can still gain wealth from the policy even if the business falls. So there's ways that we do it for the larger, and that's what we do for the people that's trying to, you know, grow their expansion and come in and help them with, uh, you know, the advertising and securing it and, you know, different things on, and different approaches um, for the for those for you know say for that different niche that you were saying right mm-hmm. all right so, so life ins- life ins- life insurance for the company yeah that's what sounds like yeah yeah so, correct so w- what it is is section 162 is uh is a loophole through the IRS and is called uh, a section 162 executive bonus strategy that allows you to get a bonus off the policy, um, off yourself while you're still alive, off your employees while you're still alive, um, and you don't have to wait until anybody dies, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Oh, you're killing me. All right. So um, there was actually uh, another topic that I, I did want to ask about. Um, in, in terms of uh, – I want – one of our sponsors, Franchise Consulting Company, um, has announced, I think, its expansion into Dubai um, and as they continue expansion across the world. Um, can you help company or uh, people uh, in other countries? Canada is a big one for franchising. Um, one of our most listened yeah. episodes was about Canadian franchising versus U.S. franchising. Yes, definitely. And then guess what? That's where the bank can't help you because the bank can only do U.S., okay? Um, so then the private equity can go to any country. That's why I love private equity so much. All right. So, all right, so at that point, um, uh, I, I, my brain's full, Ray. 
<laughs> Me too. Alright. Um, Robert, we're gonna definitely schedule more time to talk because you hit a couple of topics that um I know were really deep. Um so we wanna thank you. Um thanks for being on the show. Um and one last time, what phone number can they call you at? Okay. So one last time you guys can um call me at uh eight 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 uh five five eight six one eight five extension one. I'll say that one more time. Uh eight 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 five five eight six one eight five extension one. And my and my cell is and, and, and my cell is seven oh two nine three seven thirty three seven. All right. Um thank you. It is awesome. Thanks Robert. Okay. Wow. Okay guys thanks Thanks, Ray. Great. Thanks, Ray, for having Absolutely me on the show. Great. It was a pleasure. Yep. Thanks. All right, Ray. So now let's find out what uh, Ms. Ford has to say. Sounds good. Hi, this is Holly Ford from Zarian Firm, joining you today from Cincinnati, Ohio. Fred, I know you want the weather report. So right at the top of the hour, it's a gorgeous day today. We are enjoying the beautiful Midwest fall colors and the leaves. Oh, they're just falling and falling, a lot of them. Ray, fly out here and help me rake up these things. I definitely wouldn't want you to miss this great Midwest pastime. So this week, trending in franchising coming out of the election, there's a lot of talk about how economic changes are affecting or will affect franchising. Historically, however, franchising has proved profitable in all economic seasons. Even following the dot-com bubble and the housing crisis in 08, franchising remains strong. Although small businesses can be affected in an economic turndown, franchisees do not follow the same course. Franchises have the distinct advantage over small, standalone businesses of being a part of a large corporation. So what happens is a large franchisor in a struggling economy will actively work to assist their franchisees. They're going to do things such as lowering their cost of goods sold. They're going to work uh, to increase their branding efforts. And they're even going to work with assisting owners on lowering their expenses. All of this, in turn, profits the franchisor and helps that franchisor stay in business themselves. This will be a topic on a future episode, but today's topic is on the second pillar of franchising, getting the training, mentoring, and support you need from a franchise. As you know, Zarian focuses a lot on resales. We help individuals find exit strategies for their businesses. And one of the segments of individuals that come to us is the segment of franchisees that have not done what they wanted to do. And although this is a negative view of franchising, I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned here. This week, I had three different individuals from the same franchise call me and ask for advice on how to fix their business or how to prepare it for a sale. The success or failure of an individual business can have an almost infinite number of factors. So when we look at it in terms of franchising, there's there's a couple of things that we can do to help these individuals fix their problems. One is, obviously, to reach out to the franchisor for the support they need. Let the experts who have had this model and and turned it over and over and over again successfully assist them and guide them in making this franchise profitable. 
However, sometimes we find that the franchisors maybe don't have as much support as they should have. And we look at that and they just don't have the depth maybe to support 400 units on a one-on-one personal level. In that case, I advise owners always to get some mentoring. So in that second pillar of franchising, getting the training, mentoring, and support, mentoring may be one of the key factors. When a franchisor has a good mentoring program, they have generally a franchise advisory committee. They have individuals who can get on the phone with the new franchisee at really at a drop of a hat. They are not maybe actively working in the business anymore. They have people you know, doing what needs to happen on the day-to-day basis so they can kind of stand back and be available to these phone calls. Really, really important when you're looking at a franchise to look at their mentoring programs, a mentoring program that can help them with the business plan, setting up their office, you know, really looking at the office expenses, the bottom line. This level of mentoring can really make a difference in the success of a franchise. In addition, I always advise owners to network. Get in with the local chamber of commerce, the BNI groups, and other small business networks. All of that can be really helpful, in, especially in the beginning when you're building your business. As your business then develops, that network can really come in handy. You know, you're going to have that honeymoon period when you first launch, and then the business is going to have its uh, maturity, moving into its levels of maturity. Having the mentoring and the franchisor from individuals of the same business and the same franchise will be invaluable, but also getting the advice and the feedback of those around you in your local community that have the same marketing challenges, perhaps the same identity as you do, will be extremely helpful as well. If you have any questions about this topic or any other question regarding franchising, please email me at holly at zarianfirm.com, holly at zarianfirm.com, and we can cover it on a future episode. This is Holly Ford of Zarian Firm on Pillars of Franchising saying, see you next week, same time, same bat channel. Wow. Um, uh, To me, she really nailed it. Uh, She is a batwoman to me. Um, She's the batwoman of, I don't know, Cincinnati or the Midwest, maybe. Um, I'm I'm happy to announce, this is kind of a pre-announcement, but um, the Pillars of Franchising has uh, come to an agreement with uh, Zarian Firm International that they'll end up becoming a sponsor of the show, as well as uh, bringing more franchisees, more franchisors, and more interesting companies like Zorical Profiles to the show. And I'm really kind of pumped on that one. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm still kind of amazed at what I heard last week on Zorical Profiles. And um, my head's blowing away this week on private equity. Um, so I know you haven't been on LinkedIn, um, but uh, Nick Mionakis, uh, our, our um, one of our sponsors said wonderful things about us and is definitely looking forward to you and I broadcasting next year from assorted um, Great American Expos. We might make Cuba, yeah. Ray. Yeah. Oh. Or Dubai. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to drive the RV over there, though. 
Yeah, I know. So we'll have to put it on pontoons, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. We want to thank the Link Level Network for broadcasting our show. Um, Next week we'll not be live. Um, We'll be doing one of our top ten favorites show. Um, I'm thinking Lonnie Helgerson was a really great, um, really great show. So maybe we play that next week, Ray, and wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's bird day. Bird day. I'm looking for turkey and stuffing. That's my favorite. What yeah. about you? Somebody yeah. is the turkey uh, I, the side or and the stuffing the main course, or is it the other way around? Oh, I'm I'm in love with stuffing. I'm tell uh my mother made the best stuffing in the world, and now my sister makes it. So we'll be going over to her house and I'm just really looking forward to it. And I, I got to say, at our business, we had a potluck Thanksgiving dinner uh, for our employees. And uh, Mary's husband, George, made the best, pretty close to my mother's stuffing. And I really enjoyed that. And I think that's part of getting together with everyone. Uh, I have my, my business family, who I love, and my real family, who I love. This is a great time of the year. So I agree with you, and and I think I I I think you just came up with a question for the Molly Maid Facebook page of uh, your your Facebook page of um, what's your favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, we'll we'll get to that on there. Um, thanks to all our listeners, and uh, uh, listen next week to. I think Lonnie Helgerson's story kicks mobile and we'll be back in two weeks for another live show where we bring you the secrets of success in franchising. Have a great one, folks. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah.